Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Reverend Marcy Ann's new show, Reflections and Celebrations Part 2. In October 2012, Marcy Ann started her show, What's Next?, which later became Reflections and Celebrations. All 10 years of her shows are available to listen in the archives. Marcy Ann always tried to present her material in a way so that anyone could Google anything she said and find validation. Today, however, everybody is an expert and free to express their opinion. So on this new show today, Reflections and Celebrations Part 2, Marcy Ann will be sharing some of her ideas and thoughts that can't be substantiated, proved, or validated. Some of her ideas maybe you have never heard before. Welcome to the many possible futures together. And now, here's Reverend Marcy Ann. Hello, everybody. This is Marcy Ann, and I'm excited to uh, start this new series. Uh, with those of you who have been longtime listeners, we've had quite a journey so far. <laughs> so now we're really going to get out into the wild. <laughs> because today's idea that I'm going to share is something I've been thinking about for a long, long time, and actually almost all the way back to my very first encounter with God and the Holy Spirit when I was eight years old. And I won't go into that now. There are several shows uh, I've already done on that. But this is not something I've just recently come up with. So um, as an introduction, um, uh, I wanted to share that, first of all, uh, this and these and this story is one that you can um, Google <laughs> and have it um, and find it out that this really happened. My husband was a lawyer <clears throat> who became a circuit court judge, and we were married all during. We we got married when he was going through law school at um, Indiana University. I kind of felt like I'd been to law school too. <laughs> Well, a circuit court judge serves the electorate in all matters of civil and criminal justice. So all during his time on the bench, he sat as the ultimate authority in Rush County, Indiana, to make sure that every person was innocent until proven guilty under the Constitution of the United States. And one of his cases made the headlines across the country. He ordered a direct verdict of not guilty in a cop-killing situation. Two policemen in Rushville, Indiana, not on duty, not dressed as policemen, with no search warrant, went into a private homeowner's home to look for supposed undisclosed evidence. 
and the homeowner heard the commotion and came out shooting, and one cop was killed. The homeowner was charged with murder, and after the court heard the prosecution's case, my husband ordered the not guilty verdict over a jury. The homeowner was acting within his rights under the Constitution. Now, all over the world, and a kind of especially here in the United States, justice is based on being innocent until proven guilty. And I have long been perplexed how I am guilty of the sin that Adam committed in the Garden of Eden for eating the tree of knowledge of good and evil when God told him not to do it. I didn't eat of the tree, and I can't find where being born is a sin because God told Adam to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with his kind, and I'm his kind, and have dominion over all the other kingdoms already established on earth, which I have learned how to do. So being born isn't a sin, and I didn't eat of the tree, so how am I a sinner? (laughs) Okay, first of all, I have to share with you the fact that I believe that an atom is a job. And any time a creation is ready for an upstep in their evolution, an Adam and an Eve go to that planet or solar system and bring uh, the upstepping DNA. <clears throat> and the name of the job is Adam. <laughs> a being of the title of Adam comes to an evolving creation when it's time to bring DNA for the next level of evolution. And in in our case here on Earth, we already had the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, and the animal kingdom. So it was time for a human kingdom to be created. Now, where does an atom come from? Well, there are many places an atom can come from. Uh, There is speculation that our atom came from the Pleiades, but we don't know for sure yet. But for sure, for sure, our Adam would have come from another place other than Earth, so that would make him an alien. Actually, many people here on Earth have come from other civilizations and cultures throughout our galaxy. Not everyone has come from the human that the DNA that Adam and Eve brought here. There are other types of beings here as well. And some of you can some of them you can see and some of you you can't see. And it's not time to discuss that now. Let's just talk about Adam and Eve. The human DNA they brought was introduced into the evolution that had already developed through the animal kingdom. But it was time for a quantum leap into the next level of life here on Earth. And all levels are associated with a quantum leap. That's why you can't go in there and find find the link. It's a quantum link. It's a, it's an a type of physics that uh, our scientists don't know about yet. So Adam and Eve came to bring the next level of life here on Earth. And the intelligence that runs everything set up a beautiful place for them to do their job with all their needs and wants met. 
the in, because the intelligence was going to try a new experiment here on Earth. So this Adam and Eve was bringing a type of upstepping to the creation that had not been tried before. This experiment was to give the next level of life here free will, the power to make their own decisions and to reap the rewards of those decisions. And so in order to teach the new life how to make decisions, the intelligence gave the new life some rules. And one rule was to take care of the other kingdoms, you know, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, and the mineral kingdom. So far, the atoms that were put here on Earth haven't done a very good job of that. But another rule was to not eat the fruit on one of the trees on their property. Now, if Adam and Eve broke any of these rules, then there was a result as a result of having made that decision and the result of eating of the tree, of the fruit of that tree, apparently was that their eternal life had to begin to be interrupted from time to time by death. All of the creation still has eternal life, but all of the creation now still goes through cycles of death in order to keep the creation healthy and vibrant. Now, there is a level of life called cause. Many of these causes have been discovered by the scientists down through recorded history. All causes are linked to all other causes, and all of the results of the causes are also linked to all other results because earth is just one great one great big set of cause and effect, causes and effects <laughs> we only mostly try to deal with the effects it would be a lot more efficient if we would just if we would get to the cause i mean one example of that is cancer no one has yet has ever discovered the cause of cancer mostly because no one is looking for the cause of cancer because they're making too much money dealing uh, with the effects. But the cause is emotional. The victim has suffered an emotional trauma to their physiology, and those emotions are stuck in the physical cells of the body. They can be weighed and measured, and the body's immune system tries to get rid of them because they're a toxic, deadly predator and in the overactive process, the immune system sets up a chain of action to battle the reproducing injured cells. And this chain of action is called cancer. All of the money anybody has ever given to help to fight cancer has been used to invent more and more of these machines that can detect this chain of action sooner. So almost when we're, you're down to just one or two cells, that are holding the emotions, replicating themselves. These machines can detect it, and they expose the action and say you have cancer. And then poison is sent into the physical body to kill the chain of action. I just suggest that before you get a cancer diagnosis, that you take an introspective look inside of yourself and see what toxic predator emotions are lurking in your physical body and set up a time each day to meditate and release and dissolve 
those hurts and injuries and betrayals, guilt, resentments, regrets, disappointments, anything that's not able to be described as joy and bliss. Get them all out of your body, and then you will never have cancer. So, back to my original idea. How am I guilty? How am I a sinner? This is certainly not a thought I want to keep active because I don't want cancer. (laughs) So since uh, I am not a sinner and never have been, there must be some other reason that Jesus came, declaring himself to be the Son of God. If he didn't die for our sins, why did he die? Well, first of all, he didn't die. You can't go by appearances. He, yes, he went to the cross, but while his physical body went through those appearances, he was cleaning out hell, which is called Sheol in the Old Testament. He was releasing those souls who were there waiting for him. And then he cast hell and death into the lake of fire to be returned to their original elemental purposes. And then he went back to his body, which had been laid in the tomb of his uh, mother's uh, one of his mother's brothers, a rich uncle of his, and he walked down to the tomb and appeared to his disciples, telling them he had fulfilled his obligation to erase the creation from the consequences of Adam's original decisions, and and now it would allow for the original purpose of the intelligence who started everything in this new experiment to continue as it had been intended. Now, under the original plan, the lifetimes of the human kingdom were to be hundreds, even thousands of years. And then with the option of ascending to one of the heavenly kingdoms for a while, for a vacation, and then to return to Earth or any other evolving uh, planetary system if it was needed. Once Jesus had finished his job, he ascended, And the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of the throne of the intelligence who's in charge of our universe, helping with the day-to-day duties. So so how can you use any of this information? Well, first of all, you're not a sinner. You did not eat of the tree. And being born is not a sin. So as in the policeman's case, my husband, the circuit court judge, who declared a directed verdict of not guilty, I here proclaim that you are not guilty. (laughs) You are free of that idea that God didn't love you. God, Jesus didn't die for your sins. Jesus died to conquer the fear of death and restore the creation to its original plan and purpose for this universe. Earth is known throughout our universe, particularly our Milky Way galaxy. Other civilizations hear about Earth and the experiment of being able to have free will. They want to come here and try it out. I think a lot of these beings from faraway places bring ideas and technologies with them. Many of them serve as avatars to help us along in our lives. And second, what has recently been called white male privilege privilege, is better recognized as divine privilege. Because for over 2,000 years now, divine privilege 
has been restored to our earth. We have been made in the image of the intelligences who created this experiment. We can make our own decisions, set up an experiment and try on our own thing, and then we'll reap the consequences of our actions. Sometimes we will face what the intelligence who created the Earth experiments had to face and, and wonder if a consequence is worthy of continuing or if it has to all be dissolved and have a complete start over. Because our Earth has been through several of these moments of decisions. This decision to have Adam have the opportunity to rectify his original error is a grand demonstration of how high and deep and how wide and narrow the desire to create a paradise is. I believe that Adam lived all the lives that are documented in the Old Testament scriptures. He was Abraham, Joseph, he was Moses, he was David, he was Jeremiah, all of the patriarchs of the Jewish people. And during all of these lifetimes, Adam came to know the intelligences in a full measure of their grand desire. And he had fully embraced that desire and finally was ready to rectify everything. And now it's time for your reckoning. You're created in the image of the gods. You can come into the measure of the stature of their collective desire for mankind, and you can contribute your gifts and talents to assuring that the paradise remains. Our earth will remain so that our galaxy and even our entire universe can can also become uh, gods, and new worlds can come forth to continue the expansion forever. You know what? You could even eventually be eligible to become an intelligence that is in charge to bring forth a whole new earth somewhere out there. So until next time, this is Reverend Marcianne saying you're not guilty. (laughs) You're not guilty. Learn how to use your creative powers, which are your thoughts and the words that you speak, and create your paradise. Discover what your special gifts and talents are. You are divinely privileged. Red and yellow, black and white, you are precious in in their sight, male and female, created they, them. No one is eliminated. Everyone matters. For those of you who have been longtime listeners, you know I have these wonderful bells <laughs> from uh, the mission down in San Juan Capistrano, California. And when I have something very wonderful to talk about, At the end, I ring the bells. So here are the bells. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.